the Dallas Stars are following the same script here in round three as they did in the first two rounds as they drop game one of a series in overtime. Hey, everybody, this is Dane Lewis. Welcome back to the Locked On Dallas Stars podcast. Let's say quick uh, instant postgame reaction here as we begin the weekend and the Stars find themselves in a very familiar spot here in the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs facing an 0-1 deficit to begin the series, a deficit they've been able to overcome twice, eventually winning the series once against the Minnesota Wild and once against the Seattle Kraken. And plenty uh, of good to take away from this game for the Stars, but also plenty of concerns as well as they did not play a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. But I feel like this first game against the VGK uh, going to be a pretty good indicator of the sort of series that we have in store uh, for a series that I imagine will go six or seven games. And we, we can, you know, get the bad stuff out of the way. Obviously, the Stars struggled at times, especially early in the game with puck possession and especially getting out of the defensive zone and then getting set up offensively and, and trying to put some pressure on the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's, you know, hockey's just a funny sport at times with the way that the first period ended with the Dallas Stars leading 1-0 after kind of a weird turnover play from Vegas that allows Rope Hintz and Jason Robertson to connect. Finally, great to see Jason Robertson get back on the score sheet. But, I mean, it was really kind of the first period, the majority of the second that saw the Vegas Golden Knights take control of the game from an offensive standpoint and really suffocated the Stars and, and made things difficult for them in terms of getting set up on offense and trying to play their style of hockey and not really till the middle of the third period, when especially after Rope Hint scored his goal, did we see the Stars get back into the game. And I really didn't have a, an issue, for the most part, with how Jake Ottinger played this game in net. Uh, if you really think about it, some of these goals, I don't want to say lucky. Uh, I can already envision the, all the Golden Knights fans down in my comments saying, oh, it's not lucky. The, the better team won and the Stars are they're, they're awful. The Stars are going to get swept. I, I can see it now, uh, but... I mean, if you, if you think about it, I, I will use the word fortuitous uh, in this situation uh, with a puck that bounces off the boards off of a shot. Of course, Ryan Suter could have played William Carlson a lot better defensively there, but a pretty fortuitous situation. Uh, you look at the third goal, the goal that seemed like it might be the game winner uh, for Teddy Bluger. I believe I'm pronouncing that name right. His first of the postseason. I don't think that the Stars would have had a successful challenge for goalie interference there. A case to be made. But even just watching the replay, I, I, I understand why the Stars don't challenge goalie interference there because they probably weren't going to win that challenge. You don't want to find yourself down a man in the third period, down a goal, needing to generate some offense. And so I understand why they don't do that, but still kind of a weird play that you don't see very often. Jake Ottinger certainly was hindered in making a save there. So I'm not going to say every single goal you know, was a fortuitous one for the VGK, but they certainly had some obscure opportunities that you don't always see a team get in a, a hockey game on a night-to-night -night basis. So they, they to, to their credit, they did take advantage of those opportunities and they made the most of it. And even that overtime goal, such a weird, funky play, uh, and Brett Howden was certainly giving it his all and made an excellent effort there, but not a traditional overtime game winner, which has really been the case in all three of the game ones that the Stars have played. You'll remember again in the series against Minnesota, Dallas honestly dominated the overtime periods. And then a weird turnover puck bounce situation finds Matt Zuccarello wide open in front of the net and he takes advantage. And then 
in game one against the Seattle Kraken, a weird play where Yanni Gord just kind of fires the puck randomly. Not the greatest shot in terms of, of IQ or, you know, uh, you know, if you're getting graded on the quality of a shot or the location, maybe not the best quality of grade there for Yanni Gord. Jake Ottinger wasn't ready for it, and it flies past him. And then here we see in the third overtime that the Stars have been in this postseason, a weird play that finds Jake Ottinger trying to scramble back into his crease, and he ends up carrying the puck across the red line. So again, credit to the VGK for taking advantage of the opportunities and making plays when they needed to, but it also was pretty untraditional. And the Stars, honestly, were, you know, deserved, or not deserved, but were on the receiving end of some of that as well. The Jason Robertson goal was kind of a funky play, uh, and even the Jamie Benn goal, just a mad scramble around the crease. Really nice stuff from the Stars there, Pavelski, to get the puck to Jamie Benn. So it's not to say that the Stars didn't get their stretch of luck as well. Uh, I'm not trying to argue that by any means, but I feel like that there should be some comfort taken for, for Dallas Stars fans in knowing that you know the VGK took, took advantage of the opportunities they got, but the Stars got their opportunities too and really did play well down the stretch of the game. And I think that that's where some of the comfort should lie too, that the Stars eventually did settle kind of into their style of play. And for the most part, we're able to weather the storm against the Golden Knights, which is going to be so important throughout this series, just with the suff suffocating style of play that they do execute on the ice uh, on a nightly basis. So I, I think that there is comfort in knowing that. The Stars played great in the third period. I feel like we didn't really get to see enough of overtime to gauge how well they were playing. Didn't really get too many quality looks there. But I, I for one, am not overly concerned uh, heading into game two because the stars have been here before they've been down 0-1 twice in the postseason and things have worked out for them in the end and of course the best goal scorer on the team and Jason Robertson is hopefully starting to get a little bit of his mojo back with the aforementioned goal that I talked about earlier in this recording only his third of the postseason but it did come five on five and I mean it, again was a weird play a turnover kind of a weird ricochet type play rope hints fires it on net jason robertson's there and i mean if that's what it takes that's what it takes so hopefully that gets jason robertson going i think that opens up the stars a ton offensively if they can get him rolling in this series of course rope hints now with 10 goals in the postseason uh, and picking up two assists pretty much involved in every scoring play he scored his own goal and then assisted on robertson and jamie ben's goal so he now is the far and away leader and postseason points for the NHL, passing Connor McDavid, uh, and now in the driver's seat again and scoring across the National Hockey League here in the playoffs, which is pretty incredible. He continues to be a bright light for this Dallas Stars team. And again, I have to imagine a pretty easy Con Smythe front runner at this point in the postseason. And so and it seemed like a lot of you guys were on the same page as I was on social media, where you're obviously upset about the loss. You're not happy with how the game ended, but ultimately no one, at least that I've seen, is overly discouraged because of what we've seen from this team throughout this playoff run. Uh, they tend to respond pretty well after losses, although this Vegas team is a lot stronger uh, in my mind than the Minnesota Wild or the Seattle Kraken, and the Stars don't have the luxury of getting to bounce back game two at home. They'll, be have, to, they'll have to do it as the road team, which is not going to be as easy as looking to bounce back to even the series in your home building. So that certainly is a challenge within itself, but we know that the Stars have yet to lose back-to-back -back games here in the playoffs. Jake Ottinger, again, could have been better, so I, you know that he's going to come out and he's going to be playing to the best of his ability, and he's going to be locked in from the first puck drop in this game, and you need to see a little bit more from this roster early on 
and not allow the VGK to just pile on all those high-pressure, high-danger scoring opportunities like they were getting in the first period. The Stars, again, fortunate to be up 1-0 at the end of the first period, uh, and then really were fortunate a few other times that the deficit didn't grow bigger, and a lot of that was due in part to Jake Gottinger. He made some incredible saves, a few two-on-one, few breakaway opportunities that he was just there to, to get a blocker or get a glove there just in time to save the puck from going in. And, of course, a few other plays as well. Uh, the one where the puck nearly crossed the red line, but Thomas Harley is able to get it out. You need more of that, but you also need to look to apply the pressure on your own uh, and make the VGK sit back on their heels a little bit, just like the Stars were doing early in Game 1 uh, because of the Golden Knights' pressure. So I, I am encouraged, for the most part, from what I saw from the Stars, especially late in the game. Hopefully we'll get more of that throughout the entirety of Game 2. And if they can get a split here in the desert headed home for game three, I think everyone is going to be pleased with that. It's just a matter of playing their game and not letting Vegas overwhelm them with the amount of opportunities. And maybe they'll finally get to execute on a power play. VGK's penalty kill and power play, both not great here in the playoffs. So you'd like to see the Stars take advantage more on special teams if they get those looks. Only got two opportunities in game one. Golden Knights also only got one opportunity, not a ton of penalties. The referees letting them play a little bit, especially down the stretch. But if the Stars can get that power play going, I think that that could open some things up. Although the Golden Knights did a pretty good job of shutting down Edmonton offensively. And a big part of what they do offensively is the power play. And so you do, again, have to give credit to the Golden Knights where credit is due. But if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comment section down below how you feel after game one. And what are your thoughts as we approach game two on Sunday afternoon? Uh, puck drop set for 2 p.m. Central Time. Should be a fun one. And hopefully when we come back on Sunday night or Monday morning, depending on when the episode comes out, uh, we'll be talking about a Dallas Stars win and we'll be talking about a series that is tied up at one win apiece. But I hope you guys are able to enjoy your weekend uh, as we start you know, th this phasing out of the springtime into the summertime. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media. Just search Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we just recently passed 2,000 followers on Twitter, which is incredible. Thank you guys for the continued support. Subscribe to the show here on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Again, enjoy your weekend uh, and enjoy Game 2 on Sunday, and we'll see you right back here in a couple days.